Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned for practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through real food nutrition. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Cassie Weenus, registered and licensed dietitian, and I'm here today with Nell Calls, who not only lost 90 pounds, but has maintained that 90-pound weight loss for six and a half years. Pretty amazing. And I am sure people out there listening who have lost weight and then regained the weight want to know your secrets now. So I'm thinking, different than what we usually do, I'm thinking we should give out the studio phone number right away so that if anybody wants to call in with questions, personal questions for you about your success or you know, how did you do it? What are your tips and tricks? They can call in right from the top of the show. What do you think? That sounds great. Listeners, if you have questions for me, just call 651-641-1071. I know from personal experience, if you are 20 pounds, 100 pounds, or 200 pounds overweight, you feel frustrated and hopeless. So I want to give each of you some hope today. I finally started to get help with my obesity when I finally accepted that I have a chronic disease called obesity, which is a different way to think about it, right, Cassie? It is, but I think that's exactly how we need to think about it, and it needs to be treated. I agree. And just like any other chronic disease, I needed to treat it. If I were a diabetic, I would have to tend to it daily to heal. Obesity is just another chronic disease, yet very treatable disease. I took the first step six and a half years ago and made an appointment with my nutritionist, Cara, and together we started on my journey of healing my metabolism and obesity. So to all of you listening who have lost weight and then struggled to keep it off, you know how difficult of a task this can be. Weight loss sounds so simple to so many people. And I think that's the most frustrating part when we say calories in, calories out, right? Countless people over the years would tell me, just exercise more and eat less. Surely you must be lazy. (laughs) But let me tell you. You were not lazy. I was not lazy. And it didn't work for me. All of that advice meant nothing. In the past, I went on starvation type diets. I exercised and exercised and exercised some more. I may have lost some weight, but I gained it all right back and then some. So I always would gain an extra bit of weight. So gaining one or two pounds isn't isn't that hard to take. But over a weekend, I could gain up to 12 pounds back. It was so depressing. I felt so hopeless and defeated. I'm sure many of you have felt that same way or feeling that way right now after your Thanksgiving dinner. You may be thinking, uh, so what did you do? I grabbed a bag of chips, a Coke, and a bag of chocolate-covered peanuts to drown my sorrows, and then I would gain another five pounds. I have come to realize that those 500-calorie diets I subjected my body to were a type of abuse that has been in practice for centuries. You have heard the saying, you can never be too rich or too thin, haven't you? 
Isn't it interesting that it's mostly women who subject themselves to this starvation type of abuse? Well, that's certainly an interesting fact that you bring up. And yet now there are a lot of men in this country that struggle too. And I know there are men out there listening who are struggling with weight loss. So male or female today, stay tuned because we have a lot of hope to give as now mentioned and a lot of tips and tricks to be successful with weight loss. But first, I want to share some research that came out of NIH, NIH's National Institute of Health. This was about a year ago. Some of you may have heard about it. The National Institute of Health followed 14 contestants from the TV show The Biggest Loser, and the researchers found that over a 30-week period, so what is that, about seven and a half months, Over about seven and a half months, each one of these contestants lost on average more than 12 and a half pounds per person per month. So that sounds pretty successful, right? 12 and a half pounds of weight loss a month. But six years later, all but one contestant had gained back most of the weight they had lost, despite the fact that these contestants continued to diet and exercise. So I think the obvious question here is, Why is it so hard to keep the weight off once you've lost it? I'm sure many of you are like me and have read every article written about weight loss. So it can be kind of an obsession. I recently read an article in O, the Oprah magazine, which quoted research published in the New England Journal of Medicine. It reported that 80% of dieters regain all of the pounds they lost within a year or two. And that was my experience. 80%. You know, as somebody that has certainly had my share of health struggles, I've never truly struggled with the number on the scale. And I used to think before I came to Nutritional Weight and Wellness that all of these people, these 80% Mm -hmm. that regained their weight were regaining their weight because they were returning to their old bad habits. You know, maybe the the extra large latte with a coffee house muffin most days of the week, or maybe their bad habit was running through the drive through for the Big Mac fries and Coke. Whatever the bad habit was, that was just my mindset that, okay, if you can't keep the weight off, you're just reverting back to your old habits. But after seeing clients for many years here at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, I now realize that, sure, that is the reason for some people. They're going back to their old habits But that's not the reason why everyone struggles. There are so many other um, potential reasons why you might not be able to be successful. It might be your thyroid. Mm -hmm. It might be that you have excess estrogen and you need help detoxing that. It might be that your insulin resistance is so bad that you need to work with somebody to heal that first. So I guess my point is, If you're really struggling, I really encourage you to make an appointment with a nutritionist. I totally agree. And and you have had that success because there are things that you might not know are going on with your biochemistry that we dietitians and nutritionists can identify and help you heal. Yeah, it's so important. In the past, I was one of those people. I did return to my bad habits because I was so hungry after a 500 calorie diet I just could not stop eating. And of course, it wasn't all healthy food. But what I would instantly go to was I'm weak willed and I just can't do this. And I lost all hope. And when you talk about going to nutritionist, 
It's it's about identifying what are those underlying causes and why am I craving? Why am I in the kitchen looking at hot dog buns and syrup as a possible snack option? Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> There's something not right there. <laughs> exactly. And we can laugh. And you probably thought, because I've had these thoughts in the past before I found nutritional weight weight and wellness that, you know, what is wrong with me? Exactly. What Why? is wrong with me? I have no me? willpower. I'm so weak. Right. This is just a me problem. And it's not. It's such a biochemistry problem. It is. And to this it, day, I, I told you I was just last week I had an appointment with my nutritionist to yeah. do some detective work because I started to notice, hmm, I'm I'm really liking potatoes more and 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 those, trying to figure out why is it that I'm why is it that I'm gravitating more to those starchy vegetables? Why are those cravings creeping mm-hmm. back in? Exactly. You know, and I want to point out now you mentioned that when you would follow these basically starvation diets, 500 600 calorie diets, you'd get to a point where you were just so hungry that you were I mean, I'm putting words in your mouth, but basically out of control. Oh, completely. So I found some research that kind of speaks to that piece. This, again, comes from the National Institute of Health. And this study found that after following a low-calorie diet, people's biochemistry changes. And biochemically, their appetite surges. And then you are not in control anymore. And it really sounds like your story now after one of those... 500 calorie diets, then your hunger would just take over and it was, you know, no rules anymore, right? Anything goes. All I have are hot dog buns and this maple syrup. (laughs) They're going to somehow become my bedtime snack. Anything that turns to sugar will enter my mouth. Fast, fast. So when I was 90 pounds overweight, I remember I felt really desperate. I would gear up mentally, then would follow a low fat, low calorie diet, So I could see the numbers on the scale go down quickly. I really became addicted to that quick hit of weight loss. And it was always about 12 pounds for me. I knew that it was not healthy for me. But again, I just felt so desperate. I I really wanted some room in my pants. My bra was getting tight. And I just was so physically uncomfortable. And I am sure many listeners out there are shaking their head, yes, relating to exactly what you're saying. And we are here to give some help, some support, and some answers, and we'll get more into that on the other side of break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We're a nutrition counseling and education company who's been helping people feel better since 1992. We have enjoyed 25 years of making a difference in people's lives. And for that, we are very grateful on this Thanksgiving holiday weekend. And if you're near your phone or near your phone end in a place where you can talk, today would be a great day to share your personal success stories with Nell and myself and all of our listeners. So if you have a minute to give us a call, the number is 651 641 1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Disney Nutrition. Today, I want to share you with you why the nutritionists, dietitians, and nutrition educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness have recommended, taught, preached, and stood on their heads to get you to eat protein, vegetable carbohydrates, and healthy fat in balance for the past 25 years. Personally, I know that it works for me. I am so much happier now that I weigh 90 pounds less than I did when I was 90 pounds heavier. So I want to share why this is our belief. Let's start with protein. 
We believe you need at least 12 ounces of protein daily, but most people feel better eating 16 to 18 ounces of protein daily. Many of you have taken our classes, understand proteins are made up of amino acids that are important building blocks of life. A high-quality protein contains all of the amino acids. Foods rich in high-quality protein include beef, fish, eggs, cheese, pork, turkey, chicken, lamb, and seafood. I'm at my best when I eat animal protein because my brain functions better. I have more energy and my moods are better. I think more clearly, my memory is better, and my metabolism works. I also have less inflammation, which means I have fewer aches and pains. Eating animal protein is a win-win for me. Next break, we will talk about why I eat vegetable carbohydrates. That was all great information now. And what really jumps out at me is the energy piece, because as we enter the holidays, especially... For sure. Right. We are some days running on empty, trying to get all the shopping done and the decorating done. And and I I probably eat that much better during a stressful season like this because I know I need to. Yes. To survive. And you're kind conscious of it. Yes. yes. And protein is huge to give you energy. So I love that. You know, when we um went to break, we were talking about how you remember you know, those starvation diets and then they weren't working because then all you want to do is overeat and you just felt so desperate. I just want to make a comment that for anybody, not just you now, but anybody, if you're following a low calorie, 500, 600, 700, all those are low calorie diets. I guarantee you that, sure, if you can stick with that long enough, the numbers on the scale will drop. But a 500 or 6 calorie diet a day, that's not enough calories to be healthy. It's not enough calories to maintain an active metabolism. And I guarantee you the end result will be that you'll slow down your metabolism. And that's certainly not what you're trying to do. Right, right. And and ha- being on those yo-yo diets that I was on for so many years was part of the reason why I was, I, I was obese is because I kept gaining weight. When I would go on them and then I had that rebound gain and it, over time it led to an extra 100 pounds and my metabolism was so broken by the time I hit the door at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. There was so much healing to be done that yes. it, it, it's, it's just totally not worth it in my mind. No. When I was doing those 500 calorie diets, I knew I was putting my body at serious risk for nutritional deficiencies. For example, I was always cold. Mm -hmm. I was always tired and I was always moody. (laughs) See, and I never knew you then. I can't imagine you that way. That is (laughs) not you. Different person. (laughs) Yeah. Different person on the outside and the inside. You were not. Exactly. You were not your best self. So, and for all of you listening, in order for your body to maintain an active, healthy metabolism, you need to eat meals, not just a meal a day, but you need to eat meals with enough animal protein, enough vegetable carbohydrates, and plenty of healthy fats. And you should be doing this several times throughout your day. And in our Nutrition for Weight Loss program, which I know, Nell, you have taken and you also teach. Yes. In our Nutrition for Weight Loss program, we teach people that every time they eat protein, I love sharing this fact, every time you eat animal protein, you increase your metabolism by up to 30%. For several hours after that meal. So let's put this into practical application. Yes. So I think back before I found Nutritional Weight and Wellness and I was I was 
high carb, low fat. So it was very typical for me at a noon meal to have a big bowl of pasta and maybe some meatless marinara sauce, right? Almost zero fat, high carb. I thought I was doing the right thing. But then if you go back to your desk job, you're storing those extra carbs, most of us do, as fat. But if you sit down, let's say on Monday at lunch, you take a leftover grilled chicken breast and you slice that up on top of a nice big entree salad. Sounds delicious. I love a a good chicken salad. Eat that so you have plenty of animal protein. You're going to go back to your desk job if you have a sedentary job and you're going to burn extra calories. Yes, Your metabolism will be revved up by 30% even if you're just sitting. That's great information. Through meeting with my nutritionist, I have learned I need to eat protein five times a day to keep my metabolism as active as I can. Right. And, you know, I've always said it's important to be mindful of what we're eating. So I'm curious, do you feel like you're mindful of what you're putting in your mouth each day? Yes, I am. And I believe I'm the most successful when I am mindful, but also planful. So... It, you can be mindful all day long, and I know that's kind of a new new wave of thinking, uh-huh. and I truly believe that you do need to be mindful, but if you don't have the right plan, the plan that we're talking about today, protein, fat, and carb in balance, you're, you're as an obese person or a former obese person, I still call myself obese, by the way, because it's almost like an al- alcoholic. <laughs> I will always, because I'm managing it every single day, because I know True. if I don't. It'll come right back to me if I don't manage it every single day. But you, people listening, if you could see her, she is so not obese. <laughs> I just yeah. need to tell you, she looks like a model. So um, that's but, so but kind that's, of you. Well, that's interesting though. That yeah, but I makes I, sense. I that's why I you know it's almost like it's an identity thing too, where you you do think I, I will always. I always need to be managing this mm-hmm. because I know how quickly it will come back. And right. that's why I think a big part of my success in maintenance is having that switch from I'm over this. Now I can move on with my life to no, I'm managing it like a chronic disease. And so when I think about being mindful, I am very mindful, but I'm also very planful. I make sure I get the groceries, plan the meals and and have the right plan in balance. I pay very close attention to my food choices and I'm mindful of my thoughts as I'm eating. So if I start thinking I need to go to Menards for a box of nails, which is a famous (laughs) story, story. (laughs) uh, I know what I really want is a bag of their chocolate covered peanuts. So (laughs) I know I just can't go there. So maintaining a 90 pound weight loss and overcoming the chronic disease of obesity is downright. It is hard work. Therefore, Mm -hmm. I must always be mindful and alert to any and all junk food thoughts and hidden desires. You know, and that's such a good point. I love when you said, you know, you just can't go to Menards, right? (laughs) I mean, because that's one of my places. Yeah. And and other people, I mean, it's almost like you can't go to the, but you can't go anywhere without Mm -hmm. seeing food everywhere. Mm -hmm. But you do get into these patterns and comfort zones as, as an overweight person where, where you you have a lot of emotion tied to specific places uh, or rituals, yeah, and it's just a, a huge trigger, you know. Yeah. And so I really want listeners to think about that. You know, maybe it's not Menards for you, but maybe it's that Thursday after work happy hour because yeah. drinks will put on the pounds too. Absolutely. Or maybe it is a, you know a certain like Nell said ritual or tradition that gets you into trouble. 
you need to think about that and and figure out a plan, whether it's avoiding that place or that event or some other type of a a plan so that you just don't overindulge. Um, you know, and I'm curious now how how you nourish your brain to keep you on this correct path all the time. But let's come back to that question after break. Yeah. If you're just listening or if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we go to break, I do have a couple of questions for you. First of all, did your healthy eating plan survive Halloween and Thanksgiving? And here's my second question. Are you looking for a little extra support to get you through Hanukkah or Christmas and New Year's? Well, we have designed a class especially for you if the answer is yes. It's called Habits, Habits, Habits. This is the perfect class for you to get the support, the encouragement, and to get wonderful suggestions that you need to help you stay on track through the holidays. You can join Melissa on Monday, December 4th in Maple Grove or Thursday, December 7th in North Oaks and Get this, the cost is only $25. It's the best money you'll ever spend. (laughs) Yes, for sure. And you will be with like-minded people that are there to support one another in their journey. You can call the Nutritional Weight and Wellness Office at 651-699-3438 to save a space for yourself. And maybe you even want to save a space for a friend. And if you have any questions for Nell or myself today, you can call us here at the studio at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Nell Calls, and I have lost 90 pounds and have maintained that 90-pound weight loss for over six and a half years. In reality, only 3% of us maintain our weight loss for longer than three years. Just think of that, 97% of those who lose weight regain their weight. Earlier, I mentioned that we at Nutritional Weight and Wellness believe in a balance of protein, vegetable carbohydrates, and healthy fat. I find when eating carbs, I need real carbohydrates found in vegetables and not in sugar and processed carbs, like muffins. Some diets are now recommending a very low number of carbs daily. For me, I find that type of diet tends to lower my mood, lower my energy, give me cravings, and I simply don't feel like myself. I lose my sense of well-being. I personally do best on about 30 grams of carbohydrates per meal, which looks like half a cup of rice or half a cup of sweet potatoes or half a cup of carrots, And then as much broccoli as I can eat. Exactly, exactly. Those non-starchy vegetables, no limits. No limits. And 15 to 20 grams for each snack. So that looks like for me, half a large apple or a small apple, a clementine or half a cup of carrots. Great examples. Wonderful. You know, and I I just want to point out now, you mentioned, how did that statistic go? 97% of those who lose weight, regain their weight. I don't want us to be sending out a hopeless message with that statistic. Because when I hear that statistic, I think, oh my goodness, there's so many people out there that can can benefit from our help. Come to us at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. So we don't want to be hopeless. Those people, those 97% did not get the ongoing lifelong support that Nell has sought out. And I mean, there are many other reasons we could talk about too, but for me, I think when I look at the big picture, that's the biggest thing is that as you kind of said to me Mm -hmm. during break, now people think of it as a one and done. I'm going to, 
you know, go on this low calorie diet so I can fit into my bikini for summer or whatever it is. Um, And they don't think of it like a lifelong journey. But when you think of it like a lifelong journey and you continue to seek out nutrition support, like you said, now here we are six and a half years into your successful weight loss journey and you just met with your nutritionist last week. Yep. I was still yeah, about this time. I was on my way to North Oaks to see Brenna. <laughs> last Saturday. Sure. Yeah, so, yeah. and that's just a regular, that will always be a regular part of your life to check in yep. here and there. Absolutely. And the funny thing, I we were laughing because she says, well, I haven't seen you in about six months. And guess what happened? My cravings were, were ooching towards mm-hmm. the danger mark. I was maybe eating more of the starchy carbs than I should be eating. I was still maintaining my weight loss, but it it was, I, I was finding it harder and harder. And I was like, why is that happening? Oh and I went in to see her and now I've got an appointment again in January. So even I can have lapses where I don't get the ongoing support I need. I think I'll like I've got this licked. And every time I do that, I, I'm quickly shown <laughs> that I do need that ongoing support because it's almost like having your own, your personal food and biochemistry detective with you at right. all times. What is it that I'm doing that is causing me to struggle? And it takes about an hour and we find out all of those things and we get set up Make for success. Few tweaks. Yep. Yeah. And yep. I'm and set up for success for Thanksgiving. And it was perfect. amazing. Perfect. Yeah. And I love that you have that appointment now made out for January because that's helpful too, right? Now yeah. you know, okay, I've got some accountability I'm, I'm going to try to do really well <laughs> so that when I go talk to my nutritionist in January, I can tell her all the great things that help yeah. me get through Christmas and Absolutely. New Year's. So. Yeah. So I, I still love it. I, I understand that obesity is a serious chronic disease. It's one of the key reasons I've had success. So I know I must take it seriously to have the quality of life that I want. I want to be able to attend my son's wedding one day. I want to be able to play with my grandchildren I, when I become a grandmother. I want to be able to travel with my husband and my friends. These are just a few things I want to do that I may not have been able to do if I were 90 pounds heavier. I was sharing with you a story of of when I was at my heaviest. I was approaching 300 pounds and I we went to England and I, there are just co- you and your husband, just right? me and my husband. Uh, this was before I had Eddie. And I I was and I, I never shared this with my husband. And it, I shared it with him yesterday that I was really close to needing the seatbelt extender on the flight. Yeah. When we got to England, we were in these in these this little small hotel that had one of those little teeny tiny two person elevators. Yep. And the first time we rode up it, I was almost sheer panic because I looked I did the conversion of the weight limit and I was like 50 pounds over the weight limit for the entire elevator, right. not just one person. Right. So I had to figure out a way to ride up alone all the time. And then we would go on these long walks. And I and and the one thing that he can recall is I was always wanting to stop for a snack for cake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I just needed to stop because I was so winded. Were, yep, yep. And so when I look at 
how I feel now and the way I'm able to. I mean, we go hiking now. You need to go back <laughs> yeah, so you I can know. like ride the elevator with another person <laughs> exactly. and you can like, yeah, and have trek no through problem. With, yeah, without but, being winded. But people who are obese, these are kind of things you learn to live with, and yeah. it 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 was impacting my quality of life. So the answer to the question, how do I keep my brain on the correct path, is I have made nutrition a big part of my life. After all these years, I still continue to meet with my nutritionist on a monthly basis um, to get that ongoing support. I know I need that monthly support. I teach nutrition for weight loss classes. I also take nutrition for weight loss classes, and I take weight and wellness classes throughout the year to keep my focus on my commitment. Right. You know, and that is so important. And again, I think that's why 97% of people do regain the weight because they throw themselves back into the real world yeah. where, I mean, hello. I mean, you go to pay for your gas that you just filled up and there are the donuts looking at you oh. right on the end cap. And when the you smell. Walk. It, that alone, <laughs> yeah, puts five pounds on you exactly. and, and makes you want to buy a few. You know, I was reading the book by Dr. Mark Hyman called Eat Fat, Get Thin, and I want to share a little bit of, of what I read. He was looking at why we gain or lose weight, and he calls it the biology of fat cells. And these are two questions that he posed in his book. First was, what makes our fat cells store fat? Good question, right? Mm-hmm. And then he also asked in the book, what makes our fat cells release and burn fat. Now, there are the two million dollar questions. Right. If we find the answers to those, we're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's face it, though, Cassie, no one really knows for sure because there isn't just one cause for weight gain. We've got a lot going on. Right. Each of us has our own set of genes which can determine how our bodies respond to different foods. That is so true. One thing we do know for sure is those 500 calorie diets will end up slowing down your metabolism. Definitely not worth all that pain and suffering. Exactly. And losing that weight and maintaining that weight loss is pretty complicated, as you just alluded to now. Now, in his book, Dr. Hyman goes on to explain that our fat cells, I find this so interesting, our fat cells are actually endocrine cells. So hmm. that means... They produce hormones. So similar to your thyroid or your ovaries, your fat cells are producing hormones. They're an active cell. In addition, fat cells are part of our immune system and fat cells produce inflammatory messages. Here's a statement from Dr. Mark Hyman that made that really resonated with me. Your fat cells can even produce more fat from carbohydrates in your diet. So why did that strike a chord with me and what does that mean to me? That statement from Dr. Hyman helped me to understand that back in the days when I ate cereal for breakfast, bagels, chips, and other processed carbs, my fats cells made more fat and that fat was stored on my body. So let's be honest, processed carbs such as muffins, those donuts Cassie mentioned, granola bars, granola bars produce more fat cells for most of us. Yes, and I think the statistic goes something like 80% of the population stores carbs very easily as fat. So that means only about 20% of us burn carbs efficiently for energy. 
So Dr. Hyman's statements and the statistic I just gave kind of help us understand the problem. But now let's put this into practical application. How have you been able to not just lose the weight, but also keep it off for the past six and a half years? So I've learned I need to eat every three hours. That's huge. Yeah. Every three hours, kind of stay ahead of the hunger. I've learned I cannot eat processed carbs, even if they are low in fat. Because processed carbs result in body fat for me. And and again, let's share with listeners who might not know what we're talking about with processed carbs. What were some of your past life favorites? Yeah, so so buns of any kind. <laughs> How about the big pretzel at the mall? The big pretzel at the mall, the cinnamon roll at the mall. But it can also be something that you think is seemingly helpful, like a granola bar. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Or low-fat yogurt with granola. Or whole grain bread. You whole know, grain bread. Looks healthy from the package. Absolutely. Breakfast cereal. All that. And what I've also learned is I cannot exercise myself out of a poor diet. I do exercise. However, not to lose weight. I do exercise exercise to protect my joints, to build strength, um, to tone. I exercise to keep blood circulating through my arteries and veins. And I exercise because it really helps with my mood and it, and it ha- will also help with my memory. You know, in our nutrition for weight loss and in our weight and wellness classes, we're always talking about the importance of maintaining good blood sugar balance. So why don't you share with listeners now, how does blood sugar balance help to keep the pounds off. Well, let's do that um, after this next break. Good, good point. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. (laughs) Didn't catch that, but it's time to go to break. But I want to let you know that we do have many ways to support you over the holiday season. I already mentioned the new class called Habits, Habits, Habits that will be offered in multiple locations in December. We also are starting a customer appreciation sale today, November 25th. This sale includes all NutriKey products and the Weight and Wellness Cookbook. They will all be discounted by 15%. Another thing I'd encourage you to check out if this applies to you is our online Going Gluten-Free the Healthy Way class. I actually teach that. And for those of you that don't know, I'm very well-versed for for um, personal reasons on eating gluten-free. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go to our website at weightandwellness.com and Click on nutrition classes and then the green online circle. We even have an online nutrition for weight loss program. So check that out as well. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am so pleased that I not only lost 90 pounds, but I have kept it off. I am happy to say that I am in the 3% of those who have lost weight and have kept it off. It feels so nice to be able to slip into a holiday party dress that fits perfectly. It's not too tight, and I don't need to hide my body by wearing a shawl all evening. It is just so nice. Today, we are talking about how eating good fats has helped me to maintain that 90-pound weight loss. In the past, I have had so many cravings. I would starve myself all day, and then when I would start eating, I couldn't stop. Of course, I was on a low-fat diet. Then I discovered good, beneficial fats. Think about this. The brain is one of the organs in your body with the highest levels of fat. As a matter of fact, recent research out of the University of Arizona College of Public Health found that dieting behaviors have been associated with low moods and depression. That's my experience. Since I now had about one tablespoon of good fat for every meal and snack, I see that my moods are better. I have fewer cravings and I think more clearly. I always tell my class, 
Fats stabilize your blood sugar. So when you add that tablespoon of fat to your meal or snack, you will no longer be out of control stuffing your mouth with chips as fast as you can. Eating healthy, beneficial fats help me to lose weight and eating healthy, beneficial fat helps me to maintain my weight loss. I think of all the years that I ate low fat yeah. because I thought it was the right way, the healthy way. And you think of how bad that is for your brain. It's kind of scary. I know. If I skip a meal or a snack and my blood sugar gets too low, then I lose all control over my eating. I just I just know it's happening. I'd be all over a sweet roll, chips, chocolate covered peanuts and candy and pie. Basically any food that contains sugar. I make it a practice to eat every three hours three meals, and three snacks throughout each and every day. My blood sugar is so sensitive that if for some reason I forget to eat my snack before bed, I wake up about 3.30 and then I can't get back to sleep. Same with me. And I think that's such an important piece because I don't think people always make that connection. It's a blood sugar crash. It's a blood sugar crash so your eyes pop open. And we know that the research shows if you're not getting good quality sleep, you're more likely to gain to, weight. Exactly. So Those this, mo- Monday morning muffins at the mm-hmm, meeting look awfully good. Mm-hmm. Here is my simple but wise formula for losing weight and maintaining my weight loss. So I eat breakfast. Step one, I eat breakfast. I'm a tall person, so I typically eat two to three eggs, a couple of ounces of sausage, a cup of broccoli, and a half a cup of carrots for breakfast. Step two, drink water, not soda, and little to no wine. And a lot of water. A lot of water. And step three, sleep eight to nine hours most nights. That's really sets huge. me up for success. Absolutely. And I don't have the research in front of me, but I have read several research studies over the years showing that if you're not getting enough sleep, there comes the weight. And it also links not enough sleep on a chronic basis to a higher risk of diabetes. Oh, for sure. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And then step four, eat protein, vegetable, carbohydrates, and good fats at least five times a day. Step five, I don't skip meals or snacks at all. So next week, be sure to tune in in to Brenna and Kate as they discuss how to avoid colds and flus this year. Recent reports indicate that winter, more, more people than usual will experience the flu. So let's be proactive and do everything we can to support our immune system. And personally, I mean, everybody has to do what's right for them, but we are not suggesting the flu shot. We're saying eat well, get your sleep, you know, maybe take some extra vitamin C, these more natural approaches to fighting off colds and flu. Yeah, it's very important. You know what I think would be great um, as we get here to the end of the hour is to give a little more practical application and in the break room you were sharing with me what a successful and enjoyable thanksgiving holiday that you had and you even hosted so yeah i think you should share some tips because we still have christmas parties and if people can put some of your tips into practice that's going to be huge yeah there were so there were a few things that i did on on a couple of different fronts so i went to see my nutritionist on saturday planning ahead yep yep i was struggling with cravings so i figured i needed to address some gut issues so my gut was 
was probably off a little bit and and just wanted to do some detective work around. I was more gravitating to those starchier carbs. Now, going into the holiday and knowing you're gravitating to starchy carbs, that's not a good situation no, for somebody no. who's trying to maintain a 90-pound weight loss. And, and how wonderful that you were mindful and you thought, wait a minute here. Yeah. I need a little help. We yep. all need to ask for help when the time is right. And something, too, and I don't want to get you too off track with your, your tips and tricks, but you mentioned to me in the break room that you had been on some antibiotics a while, a few months back or yep. last year, and never had really rebalanced your gut no. flora. And, you know, you're not a nutritionist, so your days get crazy busy and you're yeah. not always hearing, um, you know, about the benefits of good bugs in your gut and all that stuff. And so I don't think it really... It didn't. You yeah. didn't. You didn't have a spare minute to think about that. But Brenna was like, "Aha! Ah, now yeah. let's let's connect that dot." Yeah, for you because here. you killed off good bugs. Now your yeast is kind of overgrowing, and that makes you crave sugar. Right, right. So going into the holidays, I knew that that was a situation. So I had that going for me, and I just thought, "What if I just chose my starchy carb? What if I roasted some sweet potatoes Numb. and passed on the mashed potatoes? What if I?" What if I didn't didn't sample stuffing? What if I started with an appetizer of deviled eggs, which I did. I made bacon deviled eggs, which oh, is a crowd rather so than good. spinach dip and bread or crackers and cheese. Some of those things that may have set me up to binge at when the the food hit the table. And I made roasted cauliflower with balsamic vinaigrette. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Oh, I didn't. That sounds and so I was able to fill my plate with some of those lighter vegetables, still have my starchy favorites, lots of turkey. Lots of protein. And then I made instead of, so there were five different kinds of pie that were brought to my Thanksgiving. So I didn't have any control over that. So I made pumpkin our pumpkin cheesecake bars. And I had one of those. Is that on our website? It's on our website. So at weightandwellness.com, click yep, on recipes. They were delicious. And they were, just gave me, they helped me participate. And I kind of evaluated, did I feel deprived or did I feel left out in any way? No. no. And I did something I never have done in all of my years on the planet. I got on the scale the day after Thanksgiving to see, you know, how, how did that work for me? And I stayed I completely maintained my weight loss, so did not gain a pound. And so it was a real success. And so I know I can do it. I also wore pants that didn't have elastic in the waist. That's huge. I'm sorry, but it is huge. Put a belt on if it fits with your outfit so that you feel as you are getting full. Yeah. Yeah. Elastic is not a good choice. Not a good choice. So so, so, some some aesthetic things, some practical things, but also... Um, some, some little food stuff. Yeah. Tricks there. Yeah. No, that is so awesome. And I'm sure a lot of people can benefit from some of those tips and tricks. And I love that you said, I can do this. I can do this. You're going to do this for Christmas yes. too. And you out there listening, you can do it too. And as the hour is coming to a close, I want to remind everyone that our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. It's a simple but powerful message. Eating real food is life-changing. Thank you for listening and have a healthy day.